Welcome everyone, you were listening to and perhaps watching Hot Sauce Sport. You're listening to perhaps watching Not Sauce for Work on the Hot Sauce Sports Network. I'm your host, Pease Del Reese. I don't know what show I'm on. Um, He's confused yeah. because instead of giving him a countdown, I just flipped him the bird. Yeah, that also, didn't, I didn't hear the music this time. I also didn't hear the music, and I was going to ask Eagle to work on it while we do the show because uh, we do have an interview. Do you hear there it you now? Go. I hear it now. I hear it now. Yeah. How did you hear Terry then? I heard, I heard the... I heard the music through someone's mic. I heard it very, very faintly. But you, you hear Terry? I hear Terry, yeah. That should be impossible. I know. I had listen, man. I didn't create science. Um <laughs> Speaking of which, Terry, thanks for joining me. Eagle, thanks for joining me. Yeah. Do you guys like summer soup? Uh I think soup should be um if the if it's more if it's over twenty five degrees Fahrenheit. You should it, soup should not be sold. It should be illegally sold unless you have a doctor. So my, uh, but, but are you talking like a, like a like a cucumber type of thing or a gazpacho? Or are you talking like, uh, like uh, chicken noodle boiling? So many hot. things happening all at once. First of yeah, all, because the is, it needs to be like minus twelve Celsius. <laughs> like it needs to be the dead of winter to have soup. Oh, so I'm not bad. I meant Celsius. <laughs> I'm always confused. And then and then eagle. Um. So well, here's here's what we're uh, I'll say. So like. Um, for, for Latin Americans, it's very common to eat soup all the time because it's also never cold. Um, and there's a thing too, where like if you eat something or drink something really hot, it kind of lowers the body temperature. So you don't feel like the, your surroundings are as, as hot, but, and it's like, you know, my wife will tell me like, Hey, it's this great thing. Like, you know, we'll have this soup and then we'll go out for a walk and go hiking. It'll be, you know, like you won't be, you won't feel as hot because of the soup. But the thing is, is that like Colombians don't make a soup without three carbs in it. It's got to have potatoes. It's got to have rice. It's got to have yuca. Oh, my God. And, and, and there's like... Oh, a, yuca. I just uh, discovered yuca. Oh, it's delicious. Sick. I yeah, love it's it. It's so good. Yeah. Especially deep fried. Speaking of health. Um, like a laley? What? Like a yuca laley? No, no, no. Man, you eat it out of a yuca, though. Eat the yuca out of the yuca. Uh, no, it's like a <laughs> potato eggs. It's uh, it's delicious. It's delicious. It's kind of like a it's kind of like a polenta, but a little uh, stringier. Yeah, if, if polenta was a potato, polenta soup. <laughs> well, they have like these corn soups and stuff they eat. So. Yeah, at least corn's okay. Um, I I don't mind like a tortilla soup in summer. I feel like that one's okay. Like cold soup, tortillas. gazpacho. Cold soup is fine, but anything heat wise, if it's plus twenty five outside and you're eating soup, I think you should get your your vaccine passport revoked. So because you you're a restaurant to eat soup. <laughs> because you're a disease that people should Jesus. not be in contact with. Can I have ice cream soup? Yeah, anything cold is cream, fine. Eagle. Correct. Anything cold is fine, but unless you have a doctor prescription, I don't want you fucking eating chicken noodle but soup you from Lipton. Coffee in the summer. A hundred percent. Coffee is a way of life. But so it's the thing. It's like it's but, but like, like so, iced coffee is a thing. Like I'm not putting know, ice cubes in my soup. You can. My grandfather used to do that. Yeah, but that's ice terrible. Cube, ice cube, ice cubes and crackers. Um, but yeah, so. The the thing is is the but like I you know similarly like you're drinking a hot liquid in summertime, if the the food's hot in summertime. But the thing is is that like again the concept being that like the the if you intake something hot like I I take like scorching hot showers all summer long, and like I terrorist terrorist Jesus it's the second time this happened in my life. Okay, so cold cold showers in the summer, cold soup in the summer, hot showers in the summer, depending on the like. How if we're talking about humid, like we had a few heat waves this year, and we'll ask our guest Mitch Gallo's question because I know he's yeah. gonna agree with me. So we so had that's a couple the only, heat waves that's the only way you'll ask a question. Is yeah. agree? Yeah. 
Because why would I want him to disagree with me? I like it. I like it. Makes sense. Exactly. So, like, the heat waves we had this year, I was taking three or four cold showers a day. And I would take, I, took, I, usually, I usually shower like four times a week. I took like three or four uh, hot showers a day. Um, and then walked into my mega cold air conditioned house. Yeah, I don't have air conditioning. Yeah, I see. That, that so if I had place. air conditioning, I would definitely take like hot showers. I'm not scorching hot like you do because your skin is dry as fuck. Yeah, it is. Uh, but I would take hot showers. Yeah. I, I scratch. I, I realized I can't shave my beard because I started scratching my beard today and so much dandruff was coming out of it. Yeah, like, yeah, it's not that. It's a. Uh, it's flakes. It's not dandruff. It's uh, dry skin because of your hot so, showers. I am so hot. It's like 180 yeah. degrees. Yeah. So take start taking some cold showers. You're gonna see your skin is gonna feel great. Not gonna do it. I know you won't because <laughs> you're because you drank grapefruit juice for 16 months thinking that yeah. it's good for you. I did. And now I you did. lost all the enamel in your teeth. Yeah. Yeah. I have an appointment <laughs> coming. I have an appointment. Turns out, uh, getting a dentist appointment post like not posted during this pandemic during this stage of pandemic a lot harder than it was before. Oh, definitely. Um. Anyway, all that's to say, uh, we have a ton of stuff to get to, so it's time we get to. The news. Ah, Terry, it's the news. And news is it, it is. Uh, another weekend of flag of uh, <laughs> different show. Another weekend of NFL football um, happened and. I want to ask you a question on, off the top. Did, have you ever brought something to a stadium and lost it or dropped it and then immediately regretted it? A stadium, no. But like one time I forgot my passport on the plane. That's right. And, uh, and I had to run back in and I busted through the stu- like the, the, the flight attendants. There was three of them there. I'm like, I forgot my passport. They're like, you can't come back on. I'm like, I forgot my passport. Like, you can't. So I just went like full fucking uh, Lloyd Christmas. But the plane was still there this time. This, uh, was, was, I ran in, took it, it ran out, and they didn't even know who I was. Was this post nine eleven? Oh, I, yeah, post nine eleven, and it was um, it was two thousand and seven. Okay, two thousand seven. When I did, I, like, you could have legit been arrested for that. Yeah, honestly, I got scared after. I, I was it, it was a Greece trip with my boys. My dad was living in Greece at the time, so on my way back, uh, I ran like I left in the like the the pocket in front. When I get into an airplane, I like to get situated. Yeah. I take out things I need, put them in the pockets, all that shit. So I realized that the last thing I forgot was my passport when I was going through my pockets. And uh, I and I, I'm looking around, I'm looking around, I'm like, fuck, I forgot, I realized it. So I run back to the door, I run through the aisle there, that little tunnel. I run to the door, she's like, you can't go back in. I'm like, I forgot my passport. She's like, you can't come back in. I'm like, fuck this shit. I went in, there was two people there, they're like, you can't do it. I'm like, fuck this. So I just like busted through them, I ran. I ran, I took it, and I, I'm like, I got it. And I just ran out, and they, they let me leave. They're like, whatever, fuck, what are you doing? Well, at that point, it's just like, whatever. It's kind of our hair. Imagine they're like, no, you're not allowed to get in your passport. Um, the, the, uh, <laughs> it was a connecting I'm, flight. I, I'm one of these guys, too, where like, I've, I pack my bag, and I'm constantly convinced that I forgot something. So, like, today coming to the show, I must have checked my bag 14 times to see if I have my laptop. Sometimes, like, going to football, I'll check my bag to be like, do I have my shoes? Do I have my, my ball? I'm like, I spent 20 minutes packing. I have to have put something in my bag. Why am I checking 30 times? But I always will. Like, I, my passport, I'm, I, I feel for like 18 times a flight. Like, yeah, I'm constantly looking for it. Yeah. It's um, always like, it's like your phone when like you're, you're somewhere you don't know. 
you know you don't know where you are you know like you're yeah. you're kind of like getting to a certain place you're always like checking your shit when i'm drunk i'm always looking for my phone because i never leave my phone at the bar never leave my phone at the bar so this this anecdote is relevant yeah, because <laughs> aaron jones uh he dropped his dad's ashes during the game last night um and it was recovered he got it back but uh this was the first game aaron jones played uh since his dad passed and four touchdowns. Four touchdowns. He had like Brett Favre vibes. If you remember when Brett Favre played on the the eve of his uh, of his dad's Ra- Ra- Raiders Monday Night Football. Yeah, and uh, 40, 41 to nothing or something like that. It was crazy. Exactly, and uh, same same thing happened here, uh, where it was very emotional for him. First time he played without his dad in attendance, and uh, I don't know how a team can look as bad as the Packers did in Week One and as good as they did in Week Two, but. Football, apparently. Can I have a hot take on this? Go ahead. You probably shouldn't be playing professional football with ashes on your person. <laughs> they, like, man. So I know these are big dudes, but my wife makes jewelry. And when I see dudes walk, like playing with those big, they call like Cuban uh, chains, like the big gold yeah. link chains. You know how heavy those things are? Yeah. Like, like it, it, it adds like a good five or six pounds to you. You know? Why? Like, why do you want to wear a chain that's worth like $10,000 to get annihilated by 350-pound men? I don't, I don't understand. Know. I don't know. Like, well, like, I understand if you're like a sprinter. Like sprinters always like, you know, they want to – it's mar- the way for them to market themselves, right? The well, chains, same, same with Odell. Like he got a kickback from the watch, from Richard Mill to wear the watch. Although yeah, I, I don't mean, know who's that. buying a Richard Mill watch who's getting the idea from watching football because – it's not like the average consumer of you. You don't think that he sold at least a hundred of those watches? Maybe, man. It just like the way I see it is, if I, I mean, I love Rolex, right? I'd love to buy a Rolex. I'm not gonna buy a Rolex because I see a player wearing it on the field. Because I, you're smart. Well, I don't. I don't have the money to buy one right now. Well, there's also that, but you wouldn't buy it if you had the money because you're smart. But there are people who are stupid, and they will buy that watch. And I can guarantee you, the number is three digits of how many people well, bought I, that watch because <laughs> Odell Beckham wore it. But that's the thing, is, and, and you know, all the power to to anybody, because you know, look, we we buy shoes that we see at NBA games. We we buy you know all sorts of stuff we see on TV. Um, and so I guess it's just I'm not in that financial bracket. So salute to whoever can uh, drop 150k on a, on a watch. Um, Two fifty. Is it two fifty? Whatever. Once it passes like ten k, it's no longer on my lifetime achievement uh, list. Hot take. It's no longer a watch. They all tell the same fucking time. It's not the same. It's not about that. Not the same, I mean, but it, like... te- it tells it. A, it tells it in a different story. Eagle. It's not the same. Exactly. Like, you know, it tells you it's like, hey, at this time, you were still doing nothing. <laughs> at this time, you were still paying off. Hey, this at watch. this time, you spent a quarter million dollars. <laughs> um, the Clock's thing. ticking. You have two hundred fifty k debt. The other thing that got dropped at a stadium that a dude uh, absolutely uh, regretted was um, at the Steelers game. The Steelers fan uh, dropped a deuce in his pants uh, and then was <laughs> was photographed washing his pants in the toilet bowl. Uh, and sorry, this in is the why at the stadium. This is why this guy should be cherished because he didn't just say, "I'm gonna go buy a pair of shorts from the gift shop." Mm-hmm. Guaranteed at the Pittsburgh Steelers stadium, whatever it's called. They have a gift shop, and I guarantee he could have bought a pair of shorts or a pair Sweat of pants. Sweatpants, too, maybe. Yeah. Sweatpants, yeah, anything. He's like, Poncho. I, li- I like my pants that I'm wearing, and I'm going to wash them, and I'm going to show everybody that even if I shit my pants, I don't quit on the Steelers. Apparently, <laughs> because he's still wearing the jersey. Um, exactly. Yeah, Proudly. no, I, I, you're right. There's got to be a million other options. I'm, 
I'm not doing and, and football's got to be the sport Football and NASCAR are the sport That you're most likely to shit your pants Right Because the Definitely. tailgate You're eating trash food You're you're drinking way too much Too um, much beer Too much beer You're there for hours in advance um, it, It's the one And also Like there's still so many stadiums uh, Less and less in the NFL But still a lot of college stadiums Where they, they Instead of urinals There's the, the trough Mm. And it's the grossest experience. It smells like urine. It splashes back. Guys are shuffling as they're pissing because they're making room for other guys. I, I, every time, every time I, I see a trough, I'm like, no, I don't. I don't gotta piss. No, Turns out uh, I don't have to go. Anymore. I'm good. Somehow I just pissed inside me, and I'm relieved. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but so have, have you ever? We've spoken about this, but have you ever shit your pants? Yeah, I told I told the story uh, where I was on a date. I remember, I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Oh, I had the to jump off yeah, the metro, the, the, the and I never called the girl back again. It makes me it's a terrible weird. human being. I've never shat my pants, but I've had like nugs that got no, stuck no. there, and then like got me like really bad stains. But that's the most. Yeah. Let, let's be clear. It wasn't like I didn't shit like a cake. Like it was like a, a little squirt came out. And like fuck, you know. Like I didn't want to risk being seen. Like you know what I mean. Like you know. But that's how it starts, though. But that's it. That's it. So immediately ran to the washroom. Smart uh, move. There was a there was a mall not far by. Bought pants. There wasn't even a stain on the outside. Didn't care. Changed pants. Threw those pants in the garbage. So I have like the weakest bladder ever. If I have to pee and I'm driving, it it'll just start coming out. Okay. Do you keep a yeah, Gatorade like if, bottle? Uh, yeah, a Starbucks cup, a Gatorade bottle. Uh, but sometimes it's not enough because uh, your boy pees a lot. I drink a lot of water. So, but there's been times and recent times where like I didn't get out on time and. Half my leg was full of piss. Right. Because NFL I just players do it every Sunday. This is the way. This is the way I see it. I'm like, I I've trained myself. I used to do deliveries for my mom's company, and I would just pull up anywhere and just piss. So I've trained my bladder that you don't have to hold it in. You yeah. just go whenever you gotta go. So my bladder's like, I don't understand but what you're trying you to do. Why don't you stop and go piss somewhere? I do. I stop. I was trying to, but like as the, like the anticipation of like pulling over, trying to find a dumpster where there's nobody there. And the first no five kids. minutes, you're convincing yourself, do I really gotta pee? No, no, I can make it. I can make it. No, no. Shit, no, can't make it. I know. So I got to find like a corner where there's no kids around because you yeah. never know. And, you know, so I just got to whip it out quick and pee. And I, fi- I always find a good spot, but yeah. for Carrie, the most make part. make a great uh, Amazon worker. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, Employee I, saw, sure. I made another observation this week, and I wanted to know um, what, what does this look more like? So Jared Goff and, and Ben Roethlisberger, when they were no no not the one not the Red Eagle. Uh, What's next? Oh, I skipped that. Okay, fine, <laughs> fine. Let's. Matt Nagy's offense. Well, no, I'll do this one then. Uh, I'll do this one first. <laughs> Goff and, and and Big Ben, when they're running, do they look more like uh, a teacher who's taking part in a child's recital, who's wearing a, an uncomfortable costume like a tree and ca- doesn't have a lot of mobility, chasing after the kids, trying to get them to come? Or just like the Tin Man of the Wizard of Oz, because like they get like like Goff especially he he had like a decent run, but it looked so uncoordinated. So Goff Goff is all right; it's not that bad. But Big Ben, when Big Ben runs, he looks like he's he's breaking off the uh, the crutches on Forrest Gump. You know what I mean? Like but then he's so they're, stiff they're, simultane- like, they're simultaneously being put back. On yeah, yeah. Legs at all times, <laughs> like he takes a couple steps, they pop off. He makes a move, they're back on. You know, like in Red Dead. Big Ben runs like he just went over to his like brother's or sister's house, and there's little toddler kids that come running to hug him on his legs and don't let go. So no, he that's has good. To that's good. Wander <laughs> with the toddlers around the house. Um, yeah, guy, no, I like that. 
I like that, that. guy has um, negative, negative. Um, he has negative hip movement. But I feel so like again, Goff. He's still pretty athletic, still pretty quick. It just again doesn't look graceful. But I think Goff is looking into the future when he sees ben, Big Ben. If yeah. he's still in the league in ten years, that's what he'll run like. Um. So Matt and the Eagles offense, we talked about the we, Eagle put up the graphic uh, erroneously, erroneously for no reason. Look at how deep um, they're trying to push the ball at all times. You know what I like? How it, like they tried one one pass that was twenty five yards and it was incomplete. He's like, "Fuck this shit. We're not trying anything else ever again." That's that's it. It's just this pass, and we're going seven to thirteen yards every single time, and we're going to win football games on the football field with a football team. So. Justin Fields came in because Andy Dalton got hurt, and you know, with with no, he's a rookie, and he made a couple mistakes, and he had no reps coming into the game. And then I started thinking about that sentence, Terry, and I said he had no reps. And I realized I was like, man, no, I'm more and more convinced every day that you can't be resting a rookie quarterback. There's no point. They're not learning enough. You need to get them the reps as soon as possible. Because listen, are the Bears winning a championship with Andy Dalton? Hell no. So. They're, if they don't win one with Justin Fields, who gives a shit? At least you yeah. know. And, and Same not, difference. Yeah. So at <laughs> least you're giving him reps. At least, at least you're maybe one step closer. And if you're not, you can make an evaluation earlier and say, that's not our guy and move on. Counterpoint. Didn't, didn't Justin Fields score team a touchdown? shit, you don't want to pull a Joe Burrow on him and have a season-ending and potentially career-ending injury early on in that rookie career. So I don't – listen, I, I'm, you know me. I'm the one who supports players and all that. If someone has a career-ending injury, you just draft another one, right? Like there's a pipeline, and they keep coming. And the more chances you get at drafting a Mahomes, the better off you'll be, essentially. And the, the you know I can understand the San Francisco situation because like the team was in the Super Bowl two years ago, um, and the team fell apart because everyone got hurt last year, and Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt, hurt last year, and he's been hurt a lot. But when he's been there, they've been good. They're good. I understand why. Maybe see how it shakes out first. Yeah. I I think that even if you, you're always going to get the next best player, right? This next man up all the time. Mm-hmm. But you have to you have to give the kid an opportunity. And you're and especially the worst part about this story isn't that he didn't play, is that he hasn't played yet, is that he didn't get any reps in practice. Yeah. That's the crazy part. It's like, okay, we know you're the future. We drafted you in the first round. You're obviously the future. We know Andy Dalton isn't. We signed him for one year for $10 million. So what are we What are we doing with you at practice? What's he doing at practice? Yeah, well, not enough, apparently. But, but like, tell me. Like, Is he even running you, the scout team offense? I yeah, exactly. What, what did you have Justin Fields do this week that was part of his development? I, That's the question you have to ask. I'm – I, I it, it, Matt Nagy, I swear to God, like he missed, a, they missed a field goal and he lost his brain. Like he, he's since forgotten how to coach. I don't understand it. I don't yeah. understand it. This is a guy who, who I thought was going to be an excellent head coach in the NFL. And, and for a guy, again, supposed to be this offensive genius, you just saw a single pass past 25 yards. That's this big open offense we're, we're, we're expected to see. That's and crazy. on top of that, like you talk about. Um, didn't Justin Fields score a touchdown too? He did score a touchdown. Uh, week one yeah. scored a touchdown. And and he almost ran for a touchdown. He threw one in this game. But and Andy Dalton hasn't thrown a touchdown yet? Is that the stat? That line? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I don't watch the Bears that closely because Andy Dalton's a quarterback. <laughs> um, the other thing is, is like, you know, like you, you say, oh, well, you know, you don't want to put the, the, the rookie in a bad position. Okay, mm-hmm. you're spending $10 million on a backup quarterback. You could spend on other things that helps the yeah. rookie quarterback. Like, it's, yeah. it's all nonsense. It's, it's, I, I don't know. I look I at Bill Belichick, who we all consider to be the best to do it. 
and he started his rookie immediately. I think I think that we differ in opinions. Where we're kind of on the same page, but we differ in opinions where you think that if you're drafting a guy in the first round, he should go like be the starter right yeah. away. Unless it's a very specific get, situation. I, like again, I agree. I agree with San Francisco. Like San Francisco, you have a chance to win a Super Bowl. Don't put it on a rookie. I get that. I get that. Yeah. And but, Jimmy G is he's capable. We yeah. know Andy Dalton isn't. There's also situations where maybe they feel, and I mean, regardless if we can make fun of Bill O'Brien, Matt Nagy, all the coaches that have made dumb decisions in their in their careers, we can make fun of them all day. But at the end of the day, they actually are smart people. To get to that point, you have to be you have to have some sort of level of intelligence, right? Matt Millen was the GM never... of the Lions. Just saying. <laughs> Maybe not. just to say, okay? Just to say. So you have to have some sort of level of intelligence. I assume that he's looking at Justin Fields and saying, uh, okay, he needs this much to get better so I can be comfortable putting him in the offense. That's just what I'm playing devil's advocate because I like to do that. Mm-hmm. But I look at it without my devil's advocate glasses, like a no more Al Pacino, no more Matthew McConaughey. And I look at him it's, and I what's say, What's the best decision to make overall for the, what's next the best three years to make? for this team? And it's not the Red Rocket. I'm no. sorry. As much as I love him, it's, I love the guy. He's a fucking baller and he's tough and all that shit. But and by he's the way, not, he's I've not heard him. Solutions. I've heard him in interviews, and he seems like a good dude. Great um, guy. I loved him really? in Dallas. Loved. And and as a as a backup quarterback, he's very good. He's, he's a very good backup league. quarterback. Absolutely, but that's what he is. Mitch Trubisky is the best backup in the league. Yeah, you know what? I'd actually that's even rather. Special. But if you're a Bears fan, wouldn't you rather have Mitch Trubisky than Andy Dalton? I would definitely rather have Jesus. Mitch Trubisky than Andy Dalton. Um, so, so the NFL provided me with a few frustrations uh, this week, uh, this week and next, actually. Uh, and I want to start with the first frustration. Are you ready for an Alex Mills Thursday? Uh, sorry, Davis Mills Thursday. Who the hell is that? He is starting for the Houston, Texas, uh, Houston Texans. He oh, okay, in, yeah. And really for Terod Taylor. And the first thing I thought upon seeing Davis Mills and said, wow, you're white. I didn't expect that. Uh, it Davis. was as surprising as seeing this. Eagle put this up. Alex Max. Actual first name is Javon Alexander Mack. I believe it's pronounced Havon. <laughs> Hamon? Maybe. I did not see uh, Alex Mack as a Javon myself. It feels like two different people. I mean, he could be like half black. He could be. He could be. Absolutely. It just, it's, it's, when you see, you know, sometimes you just black attribute Black word counts. I just, I just, you, when you, when you, when you see a certain name, I you have a, a certain, you have a certain uh, image in your mind, and then you, you see the player and you're like, oh, okay, well, white guy, cool. Like, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Didn't see that coming. Uh, it's like so, if I see a guy named if I see a guy named uh, Tyrod Taylor, um, mm-hmm. I don't think he looks like me. No, no. Yeah, I think that's that's, Very that's real. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so Davis Davis Mills is starting on Thursday. And after a couple of really good Thursday night games, we then had the Lions on Monday night, and we're going to have the the dilapidated Texans on Thursday night. And it's just like, why would you do the keep these to local broadcasts? Stuff it in the one o'clock windows. Put it in the four o'clock window if you have to. If it's West Coast, everyone has to have a Thursday night. You don't game have to and a Monday night game. You don't have to. But everybody has to. Yeah. Don't have to. You can make it. Yeah. No, you no, have because to then because they're going to say it's unfair competition yeah, because absolutely not unfair. everyone yes, has a short week every now and then. That's fine. Yeah. You already have the salary cap that, that evens the playing field. You don't need the, the spotlight. The Listen. only thing I would say is that if you're playing Thursday night, the week before, you can't play Sunday or Monday night. Well, I, I would say, I would say like yes, you, you need to schedule carefully that you're not doing it on a back-to-back weeks and stuff. But I'm okay seeing the same eight teams on Monday and Thursday night. Give me the best games. 
Sure. Give me the best teams. Washington. Like, like, we, we had a good Sunday nighter last week. Washington and New York division game. Yeah, Great you know game. What? I I actually wasn't even like I thought that I thought that game would be okay because no team is per, like they're both kind of okay teams. Like New York is a little bit better than people think, and Washington's not as good as people think. So like the game will be close, and it was. Who was the, the Thursday night game this week? The, it was week. the Washington uh, against the Giants. Oh, that was Thursday. Okay, I thought that yeah. was Sunday. My Remember was Washington Sunday? won the game. Washington lost the game, and then Washington won the game. With no time on the clock? Yeah, yeah. W- who was the Sunday night game? Sunday night was... Uh, oh, Ravens-Chiefs. Uh, ah, that was a great game. Killer no, game. that was... Mo- oh, Monday was Detroit-Packers. Uh, Detroit great Packers, games. Yeah. All three great games. No, the, 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 there was nothing good about last night. The Lions just got their faces pummeled. It was, it was great because, one, I covered. Two, uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, did exactly what everybody... Most people that know Aaron Rodgers said he was going to do, mm-hmm. just kill... Lion just put his foot down in the throat. And did you see the press conference after? No, I didn't see it. So he's answering your question, and he's not done his 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 answer yet. And some guy cuts him off, and he's like, "Wait, I'm not done." And then he loses train of thought. He's like, "I lost it. Go ahead." And he's like, "I'm sorry." He's like, "Yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it." And then he asks him like, well, he asks him a dumb question. He asked him like, uh, uh, "What do you think? Uh, what do you think about your performance last week?" And uh, does it have any effect on your performance this week? The, that, did your performance affect it? Last? Like, it was a dumb question, and he just kind of laughed it off and didn't even answer it. It was great. It was fantastic. <laughs> like you interrupted me for this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he, the, starts he, laugh, he starts laughing. He even said bullshit on air. Like, it's, I like Aaron Rodgers. What, yeah. what I love best about watching Green Bay this week is that I knew we just played like shit last week, and seeing New Orleans put up zero points yeah. is the indication of, oh yeah, we played really bad if we allowed was, 38 against that team. Yeah, it was just a bad, it was just a bad week. The, um, and James Winston, right away, back down to earth. So, so Man, Man Campbell used to be the, the Dolphins coach, so I'm, I'm pretty well aware of his coaching stylings, and this drove me crazy watching the game. So, we're not even looking at the all 11s. I'm not saying I'm smarter than any NFL coach. Maybe smarter than Dan Campbell. But um, Terry, mean, for the entire first half, they literally had two safeties standing at 20 yards, 20 yards deep. And it's like, okay, they're they're, they're going to be cover two, cover cover four, pretty much all game. And like that's fine. Like you're just not you don't want Rogers to go over the top. That's the game plan. Okay. Then in the second half, I I'm on the couch, and I see like oh. Single high safety on third and long. Okay, I guess Aaron Rodgers is going deep. He ins- like I said this to my wife, who says I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> and then the ball is instantly thrown over the top to to Devontae Adams. I was like, that's what I was talking about. That's then Dan in the red zone, in the red zone, like very clearly again in cover two. It was like middle of the field. Robert Tanya against the linebacker touchdown. It was just like like. If I can see it in my living room, I guarantee you Aaron Rodgers sees it. Come on, Dan but Campbell. This, but th- this is this is crazy. Is that he? Dan Campbell runs his defense like he's coaching in 1994. Like he mm-hmm. still he hasn't his offense his defense hasn't evolved. But the problem with that is like okay, we talk about head coaches and how they fuck up and stuff. But the NFL is like jokingly notorious for having way too many coaches, right? Like they have a coach per position. Then they have an assistant for each coordinator. There's like 13 coaches per team. And they also recycle guys that aren't successful like you fail you get another job so the defensive coordinator like he's supposed to be also smart right yeah and he's not for letting that these formations that he's putting in happen i guess you could say like maybe they're so limited that that's all they can do but how just put three dbs back there like yeah 
Like you if, that's gonna be, if that's going to be a your million plan, things you can do. If that's going to be your plan, stick to it. You were winning in the first half. It, it was yeah. almost working. But to Pease's point, you're not very smart, and you can figure it out because there's yeah, no disguising it. There's no trickery. There's no line movement. And I've seen it no... on TV. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even have a good angle. You know, <laughs> um, the the next frustration uh, for me was I can't get the Manning cast. I can't. I don't know how to do it. I'm. I'm. I only watch the games on the zone. Don't have. Cable. I watched it. Oh, you don't uh, have cable. That's fine. It was on TSN three or something. Okay, so it's not that you don't know how. It's just yeah. that you can't. I guess. I guess. Cheap. I think what I should do is watch on the zone, and get the audio from my phone on uh, on the Bell app. I can do that. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, do that. Because then I get the graphics package. Because I don't like that the Manning Cast doesn't have a graphics package that gives you the stat updates and all that. Oh, uh, okay. I actually listened for the first time. I didn't watch the full game. I only watched like bits and pieces. But I was when I was watching, I was listening to the Manning Cast, and they're great, man. Like I didn't think I would like it because I've watched like other casts, like the one of when I said Mina Kimes is annoying. Mm-hmm. Like I've watched other things where there's too many people talking, but it's just them two, and then they bring on one guy. Like they brought on Pat McAfee was fucking yeah. classic. You know what I mean? Like they're just good at that, and they're both very funny people. You but know? even like okay, so like I I I I assume they'll be they'll be more entertaining than the very traditional broadcast that we always get because that's based on like the the sensibilities of the 1950s. But also, I assume that I'll get more information from, you know, one of the quarterbacks who's ever played and his brother, Peyton Manning. <laughs> two Hall of Famers. Four, yeah. Two Hall of Super Bowls. Two, two, exactly. Four Super Bowls among them. I kind of rather hear from them. And they played more recently than some of the guys they, they bring out in the broadcast booth as well. Did, did you hear uh, Akib Talib? I have heard him. I've, I've listened to, I've seen him in a lot of games. So Akeem Talib is partnered up with, I think it's Gus Johnson. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it's Gus Johnson. And there was one play, Mo Khan sent it to me, actually. Shout out to Mo Khan, bought me the shirt. I had to pay him back. Um, so you bought yourself the shirt? I bought myself the shirt. You just the courier. He, bro- he brokered the deal. Okay. Mo Khan's um, <laughs> the, the jersey broker. Um, and, um, was it? oh, yeah, the commentator. So Akeem Talib, there was like a deep, it was like a third, th- third and 13 for Arizona. Kyler Murray sends it to Christian Kirk down the middle and he threads it. And I keep the leave goes, uh, he says, just like a nine millimeter flying out of a gun. Nine millimeter bullet flying out of a gun. I love, I was, it. I love it's it. Great. You know, it's great. It's awesome. so different than what we normally heard. I think hey, listen, it's going to be you gotta, great. You got to pull from your life experience, right? I, I know Akeem Talib has this famous story about when his mom shot his uncle through the door. So, yeah. Uh, or his, his but only Akeem Talib. And, and nobody told the story. Like Nobody told the cops when they came because nobody would dare tell the cops. Like, you Grandma. mean they didn't tell it on draft day? <laughs> no, 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 they didn't. Not. They didn't um, announce it. They didn't put it on the ticker. Finally, there was one of the frustrations, but this wasn't mine. Kenny Galladay got frustrated in that game we just talked about, uh, seemingly losing his temper with uh, Daniel Jones. You see Kenny Galladay. So I have a twist on this. Go for it. I have an audio. Love a good twist. Love I have an twist. audio from 20, I think it's 2016. might have been 2017. 2016. This is Ryan Clark. He is a distraction. Period. His life. Distraction. He got long blonde hair. Yeah. Right? He's in New York. Has his own fashion line. He's on every commercial that comes on. I mean, the dude does beef jerky. He swings salmon. He, he's doing all of these things. He dances constantly. That's who he is. He is a superstar, a different superstar than what we've ever seen. He's a rock star. So his life is a distraction. So when he's imploding, because that's what he does, he doesn't explode. He doesn't, he's not the Dez Bryant busting with coaches and 
pushing coaches and pushing other players. He's in like this little bubble going nuts. Let him go nuts because we've seen if that's his passion, if that's what he does, put somebody out there to stop him from catching balls because they can't. That is so, uh, Ryan Clark talking about OBJ. So uh, exactly the same thing for Kenny Galladay, minus the blonde hair and all that stuff. Also, and OBJ also, is good. Not quite as good. OBJ is good. Yeah. OBJ like, is just, just his body's breaking down right now, but at his prime, OBJ was better. Oh yeah. <laughs> no yeah, offense, like Kenny Galladay also solid. Yeah, Kenny Galladay's had like flashes, like yeah. great plays, great games. Like a good, he's a decent like wide receiver three for a while in fantasy, wide receiver two on a good day, you know. So like, but like realistically, he's not the guy. Could they draft a Kadarius Tony? Zero points. I think Daniel Jones is just trying to figure out all these new weapons. They have a lot of weapons. Yeah, with seemingly no ability to use them. Also, like Daniel Jones missed them on like he was open like uh, like two deep uh, like two deep ends and like overthrew him by like fifteen yards. Yeah, yeah. It's, it wasn't um, great, but like anyway, we only Terry, saw that part. Apparently, probably, probably made out of you and Kelly, Kenny Holiday actually have something in common. He wasn't oh. yelling at Daniel Jones. He was yelling at Jason Garrett, and you've done a lot of that. <laughs> but the thing is, so I, I think I think the frustration though for Kenny Galladay is just he had Matt Stafford as a quarterback for so long, and like, you know, if if I get another producer, I probably won't be kind to the next producer after Eagle, right? So, um, I guess you're not kind to me now. Yeah, so I imagine, can only imagine, imagine. <laughs> and to and to Jason Garrett's defense, I never really got mad at him. While he was a Cowboys coach, there was a couple times like I w- there was a couple times where I blamed the coaches, but it wasn't really like I don't really I thought Jason Garrett was a fine coach. I just think that the, the, a lot of the times where he was success, the defense didn't really help out. But yeah, Jason Garrett's a good, great coordinator. I think he's a very good coordinator. So finally, um, Ben Simmons. It's been reported by ESPN uh, will not play another game for Philadelphia. I mean, the way I see it is your boss has been telling everyone, hey. We don't want this guy uh, to come work here anymore. Why would you go back to work there? It's only the thing that makes the most amount of sense. Imagine you showed up to work and they're like, "We, I don't want to be here anymore." And then they're like, "Oh no, but please stay." And then, but then they also turn around and tell everyone, "Like, hey, do you want him instead?" Do you want him? They're like, "We have this guy," and he's like, "No, please, we really want to keep you." We really you want here. to though. <laughs> but it's like of, this Terry, guy wants to, leave. to put like an employee on like a performance plan, which is basically probation. And it's like, yeah. we really want you here. Like, no, you don't. This is just your way of doing the yeah. paperwork to get rid of me. Oh, man, you have, no many, you have no idea how many times I did that at my old job. Like, I was just, like, following the HR steps just to get rid of that person because they were just awful at their job. But so I don't – in the case of Ben Simmons, I don't think it's him being awful at his job. I just think it's not what that team needs. It's a bizarre roster construction. And the thing is is that um, teams know that he he only fits in very specific circumstances where you have a lot of shooters and you just need someone to get them the ball. And those teams will be like, well, we're not going to pay full price because like, we know that you have limited teams. You can't trade him to another Philadelphia, right? Because we all know that this doesn't work. Like He can't be your primary scorer. He can't be your, your main shooter. He needs to space the court. He needs to play defense. Uh, and like I said, him on the Warriors is an absolute slam dunk, but they're not going to give up the premium picks and all that because, well, they don't have to. Why? I mean, they have all the bargaining, right? I mean, mm-hmm. no? They do. I mean, the Warriors, whoever wants, whoever is interested in Ben has all the bargaining chips because it's like, Philly's like, we can't, we have to get rid of this guy and we want all this. And they're like, well, you have to get rid of him. I don't want to give you all that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, it's just all- like, it's I've just seen, like a trade I was trying two, to make today in fantasy. <laughs> there's two serious teams that I've seen um, that are interested. It's, it's Toronto and, 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 and uh, Golden State. And I think he fits well on both teams. 
but like they're asking for a lot. They they almost arranged a three way. Uh, they almost arranged a trade with Golden State, and then almost a three way trade with Toronto, oh. and it didn't work out on draft day. And for Andrew Wiggins to go to Toronto, there was one trade where he, he was Siakam was going to end up with Golden State, and uh, um, and Simmons ended up in Toronto. Yeah. Where I think Siakam would be lost in, in the Warriors. Uh, where I don't, I don't, I agree with you. I don't like that fit either. Yeah, I don't, like I, I don't know. Like it, it doesn't look right to me. Um, but where, did Wiggins go somewhere else? Is he still in the Warriors? As far as I know, he's still. In the I feel like Warriors. he's. I feel like he's signed somewhere else. Or maybe there was like a trade rumor that never got no, he's confirmed. Still he's still in Golden State. Okay, he's still there. But That's he, good for he, him. He I like be, that. For him. He would be one of the trade pieces. He would be one yeah, of the trade pieces. Yeah, he has to be because they're kind the of the salary. same. They're yeah. also the same player. Well, no, he's, a much, he's, a, well, he's not a much better shooter. He's a slightly better shooter. Slightly better player. shooter, but Ben Simmons is a better defender. Wiggins yeah. is a decent defender, you know? So, I mean, that's a good shooter, I think. So, uh, pop quiz. Can you guess the age of uh, Andrew Wiggins? 28. Eagle? Under 28? He's under 28. <laughs> um, the reason I ask that is because I forget how young he is all the time because he's played for, like, Seven teams at this point. I feel um, like he's been in the league for ten years. I feel that way too. He's twenty six years old. He's been in the league for eight years. Yeah, he could only start renting a car as of last year. So that's that's pretty wild. No, no, he can rent a car. He just has to pay like a premium price. Yeah. The joke was that he was twenty five last year, and he was always <laughs> like fifteen in the in the NBA. Well, um, it's not a joke. It's not a joke when it's not factual piece. My mistake. All jokes. All, all jokes, jokes must be factual. factual. Yeah. <laughs> um. We got a great. <clears throat> Sorry, I was dying, and this is an audio medium. Um, we have a great interview. We're going to talk to Mitch Gallo. Uh, he does the Canadians. Uh, he's on TSN uh, TSN six ninety. He does the Canadians broadcast on the radio. He does the um, the period reports. The, the the I forget what that's called, where they talk to reporters in the period. He's a great follow on uh, Twitter. Very knowledgeable about all sports. Definitely about hockey and, of course, the local Montreal Canadiens. Uh, he also has a beer him. and he has a beer the angry gallo yeah we'll talk to him about that beer in partnership with la Brasse. um and when we talk to him will be when we come back that was weird and we're back joining us now is mitch gallo he joins us uh from tsn 690 uh if you've heard his voice you've heard him between the periods for sure uh during montreal canadians games if you're stuck in traffic like i am all the time um missing large parts of playoff games um as frustrating as it was mitch it was great to hear you um love your analysis but i do want to start somewhat off hockey um I tried your beer. I tried the beer that you made with Lebrus. Um It was the the coffee. It the was brown a, ale with coffee. Yeah, brown ale with coffee. Um, and so Terry, Terry's an anti-coffee beer guy. Um, I was thinking it was maybe just because you hadn't come on the show yet. But now that you're here, maybe he'll give it another chance. Um, I was curious, why, why go with the coffee brown and not a coffee stout? Did you guys have any input? Or was that, um, was that just sort of they suggested and you're like, yep, stamp of approval? Yeah, good question. Uh, thanks for the shout out on the beer. Appreciate that, and appreciate you guys having me on. Um, as far as the beer is concerned, basically, you know, they approached uh, Campbell and I, and they wanted to do a beer with us, and then they asked uh, what kind of beers that we like. And like my favorite beer is Newcastle. A big Newcastle fan, and then I like your beer. other your other dark ales. I like Bass. I like. Um, uh, what else do I like? Harp, 
all uh, Smithics, all, all these like darker uh, ale beers, amber beers. So they had something to go on. So that's why it ended up being an ale. I, I don't really like uh, stouts like okay. at all. So there we go. Yes, I, I have a, a harp in front of me right now. There you go. <laughs> um, like, I could crack this on the show. That's yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. sure. We prefer it. So, like we like uh, we told you before, then, then, Sean was like fucking bringing him back. Is that right? Yeah. Well, we catch up. Uh, I, I'm glad to do that. So <laughs> I, I really don't like stouts at all. So that's okay. why we went the uh, the ale route and uh, like dark ales, and then they just want to put a, a a spin on it, like my own spin. And like I'm obsessed with coffee. I'll have six coffees a day. Like before I leave the house, I've banged out two double espressos already. So uh, <laughs> coffee was just like a natural fit. Yeah. And uh, I didn't want it to be overbearing. I didn't want it to take over uh, the flavor of the beer. So really the, the coffee is supposed to be a, a real slight hint. And mostly uh, the beer is you're supposed to taste, taste the hops and, 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 and the beer itself, not necessarily coffee. So my, my review with the coffee, and I think Mokan is actually walking into Pisa Studio right now as we're talking. That's why it's super uh, loud and something in the airport. <laughs> <laughs> Tell Mokan to come on camera and say hi to me. Uh, so the thing is, is that I, I liked your coffee. Like it wasn't, it wasn't bad. Like if I had to pick between you and Sean's, I like Sean's more. I'm just not like – when I drink my coffee, I'm obsessed with coffee. Like I love coffee. It's not like I'm not a coffee guy. You know, let me just – I'll bring another one out of here, Mitch. You know, I'm just a coffee guy. Hey, come on, man. You got Starbucks, McDonald's, and Tim Hortons in the same – No, uh, brand no, no, Tim's. No, Tim's. Never, never Tim's. Okay. Never Tim's. Tim's is like burnt water, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like, that way about McDonald's coffee sometimes. I'm not so a fan of McDonald's coffee. My girlfriend loves McDonald's coffee, so she orders for me one for me too. I'm a Starbucks guy if I don't go to like an actual coffee shop like in Little Italy. Same, same. Big Starbucks uh, guy. Yeah, yeah, huge. And uh, so I liked your coffee. It wasn't that bad. I just – the, the coffee taste, I just couldn't, like, ignore it. And it wasn't doing what coffee does for me. So I was like, can't drink this. So that's my, that's my, that's my, review. That's my review. Well, you have a, you have a yeah. new beer coming out, Mitch. You said it's, it's a blend now of your beer and Campbell's beer, uh, again, through Labras. And uh, it's funny that you say you're a Newcastle fan. Uh, Newcastle was initially, the way they created it was they, they mixed a blonde beer and a stout. Mm -hmm. They mixed those two things together, and that's how they got that sp very specific taste. That's why it's very different from a lot of other browns. So it's cool that... You're going to do that with your own beer too now. Yeah, and uh, right away, like, I, I love the look of the can. I know that's not even talk about the flavor, but we kind of no, mashed. It's so important. I choose so many beers based on how the can looks. 100%. Oh, yeah? Well, great, because this one's going to really uh, jump off uh, the shelf. Like, it, it's going to stand out. So it, it's like a, a mashup of Campbell's logo and my logo. Mm -hmm. And uh, it looks super flashy and cool. And uh, i worried since you said you don't like uh, coffee in the beer that much because <laughs> this one's going to have uh, coffee in it. But again, and I'm still gonna buy it. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. The and, and give it a, give it a try because I find the coffee uh, in this one you don't notice it as much, okay. and it really brings out the flavors of the hops actually because it is an IPA and it is going to be a blonde beer like Campbell's, but it's going to have that uh, slight hint of coffee. But basically, we're hoping to make like a Red Bull beer. Uh, so, you know, you're, you're going out, you're going to be well caffeinated, but you're also going to get a nice uh, beer taste as well. It's like my beer on the uh, Drew Carey show. <laughs> yeah. I saw that, yeah. <laughs> wow, what a, what a reference piece. But so you're there right you about, like, the, the look of the beer of the of the beer can. Like, when I go, like, if I go to the Depp, there's this Depp, it, it was in Villaray when I used to live in Villaray. I used to walk there, and they had, like, a fridge full of, like, just individual different kinds of beer. 
and I would always pick like two or three, and it would just solely be based on the on the look of it. I wouldn't even know what if it was an IPA, if it was an ale, if it was a stout, if it was if it was coffee. I didn't know what it was. Solely based on the beer, then I would just say if I liked it or not. After it's all about presentation. So if this one is a uh, is a good is a good uh, is a good Kenneth, I'm for sure gonna buy. It. <laughs> well, you know, like if you're going to one of those places and you have those micro brews, like what is the selection you're looking? You're looking at hundreds of beers, mm -hmm. and you can't possibly try any of them. So what are you going to do? You're going to look at something that stands out, like the can has to be kind of striking. Of course, you know, you have your seasonal beers and and things uh, things that might differ in taste that might jump out. But, you know, when I'm going to one of those places and they have a lot of those different beers that I haven't tried, usually it's uh, by the can standing out that I'll throw it in the in the in the uh, in the pantry bin. I had uh, I had one. I think it was I don't know if it was Tom Green's, but it was called the Tom Green. I don't know if he may, yeah, has a microbrewery. Yeah, and it was really good. I actually like it. Was? Yeah, it was? Yeah. Because Tom Green strikes me as a disgusting human. He is, just, definitely. Just, just not, not like, I like him, he's funny, but he just seems dirty. So yeah, I don't exactly. know if I'd be able to get past that drink. He bathed the in the mash tun before they boiled it and turned it into beer, so, you know. That, that like, yeah, there's that to consider. <laughs> yeah, so, it's Terry, I'm like you. I go into a beer store and I just get completely overwhelmed. And so I just ask the guy at the counter, like, hey, which one should I get? So, Mitch, I guess you're going to have to pay off every single microbrewery attendee clerk to get make sure that your beers are going to sell. Insanely <laughs> I can do that. Yeah. Um, also, so Mitch, me, also, me and Mitch look like we're in the same house. There's different rooms right now. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> For those not watching, the background's identical. It's just a white wall. Um, so either different rooms in the same mental institution or um, just you know, similarly, similarly decorated homes. Uh, Mitch, we want to ask you this. Fire in the background, like you. Can you guys edit that in? That looks pretty slick. <laughs> we'll get our graphite on it. We'll get our graphite uh, on it. Yeah, um, the uh, I want to ask you, Mitch. And we were planning to have this interview um, a little bit earlier, and of course, you know, just you know, we got busy. You got busy. Um, so it's a little. It's not as uh, timely as it was. Um, but what did you make of sort of the the Carolina? Uh, situation since you're one of the voices of the Montreal Canadiens and um, with the way it all played out um, I'm of the thought that if Carolina's willing to pay that go ahead yeah well you know the the 6.1 million dollars on the surface didn't scare me as much as it may have other people because to me you've invested a third overall pick in this guy and he's only three years into his development so I think if you look around, the other restricted free agents, if they're to be uh, offer-sheeted by a team, whether it's uh, Brady Kachuk in Ottawa or uh, Elias Pettersson in Vancouver or Rasmus Dahlin in Buffalo, if any of those guys get offer-sheeted, it's going to be a no-question-about-it match right away where the Canadians were kind of in this weighing-the-options uh, situation with Kakanyemi. So the, the 6.1 never scared me. I've kind of changed my my tune on whether they should have or shouldn't have matched just because I think we have to remember sometimes there's a lot of information that we're not pre privy to. Mm -hmm. uh, the fans, the media, there's just certain things behind uh, the scenes that it, it, it's hard to be firm on a, on, a, on a take because let's say, for instance, uh, Kakinyemi's camp said that they weren't going to sign an extension with Montreal and they were going to take the qualifying offer next year, sign again for another year, 
and then at the youngest age possible, go to unrestricted free agency, and you're forecasting that you're going to lose the guy in two or three years, is it not best to just cut the cord now, take some compensation, rather than risk having a guy for two years who doesn't even want to be with you and then losing him for nothing at that time? So you couple that with the fact that it's $6.1 million. I understand if that's the case, that's where the Canadians had to go. If there was a chance to extend him at some point and if he was open to it, then I would have I would have matched the offer because you've already invested so much in the guy and only getting a, a first round pick in return, especially one that's likely going to be later in the first round. I don't see that as fair exchange. I don't think it's fair compensation. And you're turning what was a third overall pick into maybe a pick that's going to be in the 20s. But, you know, if if they felt like he wasn't part of the future and that he was going to walk and, and, and cause problems and not want to be around, then, yeah, I think you have to let him go to Carolina. But then it, it just it just kind of brings back the problems that the Habs have had. I mean, you've you've lived it. I mean, I know you're a Leafs fan, but you've you know you've been involved with the Habs and the media, and you've seen the way they've been building their teams. And it just we've always been saying, everybody's been saying that the Habs need a center, they need depth at center, and now they just lost one. So now we're kind of like back into that whole like who's going to be the number two, who's going to be the number three. We lost Dano as well. So what's next for them? I mean, who's the answer? Is it Paley? See, it's a good question because I don't know what the answer is uh, right now in uh, in mid-September, and that that's a big problem for the Canadians. Like probably if you're doing their depth chart, you're looking at uh, Evans playing in the third or fourth spot, and then either uh, Paquette or Perot. Uh, I know Perot hasn't played there in a few years now, but one of those two guys jumping in the middle, or as you mentioned, a guy like Paling. Um, making the team and having an impact and maybe being able to secure a spot. I think it's unfortunate because probably what the Canadians' plans were was to have Kakanyemi sign a bridge deal at you know high twos, low threes in the million dollars on the AAV and then use their pick and get Dvorak. And then it looks better when you have Suzuki, Dvorak, Kakanyemi, Evans, Paquette, Perot, all guys on the fourth line that can play center. And you're team looks pretty nice down the middle and on the wings but if you signed one you're in the same problem because you can't bring in Dvorak because he's not going to fit with your salary cap anymore you're gonna be over the cap and you're still in that problem with the third and fourth spot so I think in the short term they're looking at Dvorak being a smaller cap hit and and not having Kakanyemi and maybe even Dvorak I shouldn't say maybe he's I think at this point a better player than Kakanyemi so you've upgraded slightly and now you're gonna have to do it by committee but you know I always the team today isn't the team in a week isn't the team in a month isn't the team in six months so yes right now beginning of September going into training camp it looks like that position is thin but you never know what Bergevin or the Canadians are going to have up their sleeve, whether it's a trade or a, a signing. Heck, uh, Robert Thomas is uh, still uh, still a restricted free agent as well in St. Louis. Like, there's guys out there uh, that the Canadians could potentially make a move, I think, before the season starts. And if they don't, you know, maybe they go and get a veteran guy. Like, last year they go and get Eric Stahl. Is there going to be a potential move like that at some point available to them in the season? I, I think, you know, it's it's one thing to jump to conclusions in September. Let's see where they're uh, going to be at in November, December, January. Did did uh, did fans jump to conclusion on, uh, on Kirill Kaprizov and how good he's going to be now that he signed his $45 million deal? Yeah, yeah. just with, with Kaprizov, I think it's going to be a slam dunk in three years. I think $9 million for a player of that talent is not a big deal. And 
look, he's 24 years old. He's not like these other rookies coming in at 18, 19, 20, 21. He's 24 years old. He's got a lot of pro experience. It reminds me a lot of when uh, Panarin, and I know that Panarin wasn't a drafted player and uh, and Kaprizov was, but Panarin put up 70-something points in his first year and then obviously banked a lot of money. And people were saying at that time, oh, he's doing it because he played with Patrick Kane. Well, guess what? He went and he put up points in Columbus, and now he's gone and put up points in New York without Patrick Kane with him. I just, I, I, I love the player. Like, I think he's so fun to watch. He's so dynamic. He was a deserving uh, winner of the Rookie of the Year last year. And uh, it's, it's nice to see Minnesota finally have an offensive dynamo because they haven't had a lot go through that town. Uh, so the Habs have their, their they had their rookie camp and all that. Is anybody sticking out? Everybody's the the internet. We know Habs Twitter is is the, probably one of the most toxic places in the world, right? So Habs Twitter right now is fifty fifty on on Gooley and what he's gonna do. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this guy's he's a bust and all all this. T- give it to me straight, Mitch. What are we what are we looking at here for the Habs? <laughs> you know, it, it, it's funny because I, I I I was playing beer league hockey last night. And uh, after after the game, we're, we're hanging out, we're having a couple beers, and the guys were asking me about uh, Matthias Norlander. And, you know, I'll get to Gooley in a second, but they're asking about Norlander. And I'm like, honestly, I, I don't know. Like, I yeah. haven't watched yeah. I haven't watched the guy. I'd love to give you an opinion. And I said, you know, get back to me in a week. Let me see, like, a couple preseason games. Let me go to the Bell Center, watch these guys live, and I'll have a better gauge. But certainly Norlander's the guy everyone's talking about. I still think he's probably a year away from being with the Canadians. From what I hear, his uh, his in-zone coverage isn't very strong at this point. Needs work, needs some seasoning. But he's very good offensively and could probably already captain a power play in the NHL. And as far as Gooley's concerned, I mean, this guy, he will play in the NHL. Obviously, it won't be this year. But he'll go back to his uh, junior team in the WHL. He'll captain that team. He'll likely captain Team Canada at the World Junior Championship. He'll gain experience, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of that pick. Uh, I think if the Canadians bring him along slowly, it's going to work out for them. And I could see him being a really solid stay-at-home defenseman. Like, I don't know if he'll ever have the offensive numbers that Ryan McDonough had, but in the uh, defensive zone, that I think that type of impact is, is definitely possible for a guy like Gooley. You got, you got to he, love, you got to love uh, people on Twitter uh, reacting to uh, players they've never seen play who are drafted too young, who need to be developed. And, you know what I mean? Like, we have no idea who any of these guys are going to look like in three or four years. But, you know, the, the instant reactions are always classic. Well, uh, it's, it's funny, right? Because every prospect to the fans is going to be a star. And then yeah. when the prospects don't turn into stars, they become disappointed with the prospect and they but complain it, about the pick that was made. Yeah. They don't turn into stars like immediately, immediately. they start yeah. playing. That's 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 uh, how toxic. That's why nobody wants to come to play in Montreal is because the yeah. media, it not the media, today. The everything has to be today. Yeah, Mitch, the um, the we're going back to an 82 game season uh, for the first time in a while, and it was be an inaugural team with the uh, Seattle Kraken to play in their their first season in the NHL. Um, is the new standard what we saw with with the Las Vegas Golden Knights, or was that? one specific circumstance and, and should should the Kraken fans sort of temper their expectations? I temper expectations. I think that their approach was a little bit different than uh, than Vegas. I think we saw uh, Seattle pass on some pretty good players because they didn't want to take on a ton of cap space. Mm-hmm. I think uh, opposing GMs learned from the first time around where it's like, okay, you know, we're not going to make a bunch of deals and lose potentially two players to keep one we'll keep the two players and lose the one, even if we might like the one more. 
Yeah. Uh, whereas the Vegas, uh, the Vegas expansion draft, I think a lot of teams made some big time errors. Minnesota made errors in that one for sure. Uh, Columbus made an error. You know, they let Carlson go. There was just there's a lot of mistakes made. I don't I didn't see that this time. And I look up and down at Seattle's team. I mean, I, I like them in goal. I think they're uh, fairly sturdy on defense, but I don't see a lot of offense coming from that team. Now, look, I could be way off because probably if you would have asked me this question uh, going into Vegas's first season, I would not have told you that they were going to go to the Stanley Cup final in year one with a bunch of uh, misfits and a bunch of players from, from other teams, but they did. But I'd be surprised if lightning struck twice. I, I think that uh, Seattle probably is going to wait. And then when they see opportunities, they'll spend that money that they've saved on the cap in free agencies in the next two or three years and then build it up with the young guys and that cap space, signing players uh, who are in expiring deals and then going for it at that point. But I think it's probably going to be a little rough in season one. So one thing you mentioned before about you, with your beer league, I just want to go back to that. I want to, I wanted to mention you're drinking your are you drinking your coffee beer after the the game or are you drinking it before to give you kind of a boost? I already have trouble sleeping after I play. Games. <laughs> I was gonna so say because I can't see it after sports. Yeah, any coffee, anything after yeah. a game, I'll be up all night. But uh, uh, well, no, you know what? We're you're probably gonna be disappointed by this, but uh, we're usually drinking Coors Lights after the game. I'm very disappointed. So I actually had a weekend with the boys. We had a golf trip this weekend, and one of and two of the guys brought like the two the big box of Coors Light, and he's like, "Yo, anybody want a beer?" And every time he said it, and he shows the Coors Light, I'm like, "That's water. Give me the Stella. Give me the whatever else. You know, the Moretti, whatever else we had." And uh, I I just can't drink Coors Light. The only time I drink Coors Light, my uncle, he he does a mix of Coors Light and ginger ale in the summer. It's like two it's parts like Coors Light, yeah, okay. one part ginger ale. That's such a good summer drink. That's really good. Oh, yeah, I have to try that. Yeah, maybe maybe I'll pitch to you guys after one of our games. It's a good idea. It's really good. So, it so, goes down uh, hard. For those who do want to try um, uh, Campbell and Gallo's beer, uh, Eagles got the logo. Um, it does look great. Yeah, that's pretty credit, sick. Logo yeah, that's pretty sick, man. That's crazy. Yeah, very excited. Uh, to I would try definitely that buy that. Yeah, it's coming out uh, in a couple of days. So, very excited. It's coming out on Sunday. Uh, Eagle and I will be on the road on Sunday, so maybe we'll pick up a, pick up a couple of cans ourselves. Um, thank you, Mitch, for coming on. Again, you can follow him at Mitchie Gallo. Uh, Mitch Gallo joins us courtesy of TSN 690. Thank you so much for coming on today. Oh, my pleasure. And uh, I'm going to talk to uh, the guys over at Labras. We got to we got to hook you up with a couple four packs of the uh, of there the new go. beer. There we go. One uh, quick question: As we like you go, though, why should we trust your uh, hockey analysis over Mokans? Yeah. <laughs> Mokad's uh, expertise is football so I'll take hockey knowledge over oh, his no. hockey knowledge he has the NFL over me how about that that's fair that's so fair. Mitch Mitch I'm gonna say something to you <laughs> about Mokan. so Mokan told me I hope I don't know if you can hear me so Mokan is like you Terry, I'm, headset in so he can't hear you. I'm going to England this year well I'm, I'm going to England in 37 months do you want a shirt I said sure so he got me this shirt and uh then he made me pay for it back he what? He made me pay for it. Really? Yeah, it's Mokan. That's what I, it's, I, that's I, type of guy. I didn't realize he was uh, that cheap. <laughs> now you know. Also, also, one last question before you go. We had this debate at the beginning. Soup in the summer. Yes or no? <laughs> 
Uh, I just, I, I, uh, I say yes, but I was glancing over at my girlfriend because she refuses to make or have soup in the summer. Yeah, so it's a hard <laughs> no. I, I did not have any soup this summer, unfortunately. Well, what, what's, what's that soup though? Is it gazpacho? Gazpacho, yeah, gazpacho is good. Like I said, anything cold is good, but if it's hot, if it's plus twenty five, anything hot, forget about it. I'm Terry and I've been arguing about this the entire show. It's, the yeah. entire show is about soup today. I actually hate being. I'm quitting hot sauce. I, love, I, love yeah, I, I know. Any I, I figured as much. <laughs> yeah. Any any kind of soup is good. Anytime. All right. Thank you again, Mitch, for joining us. Talk to you soon, bud. All right. Thanks, thanks guys. Later. And we're back after I broke it just a minute ago. I can't see anything. You go left things on the screen. Just calm down. Jesus Christ. Hey, how's it going, Terry? I can see. Hey, you how are you? <laughs> so what that was Mitch Gallo. Was awesome. Um, yeah, it turns out uh, two for soup. Uh, no, uh, you're by yourself for no soup. Um, if you wanted to take prop bets on soup, what would be the best app to do it? So um, the best is how hot is the soup going to be? Mm-hmm. And this is coincidentally on Hot Streak. So Hot Streak Fantasy, hotstreakfantasy.gg, but it's only available on iOS right now. You can bet on the NFL. You can bet on the MLB instantly. So if you think that Tom Brady is going to complete a nine-and-a-half-yard pass on his next throw, Put some money on it. If you think that Matt Ryan will not complete that nine and a half yard pass, put some money on it. You pick two to three players each time. Use Hot Sauce as a promo code. They'll match your initial deposit as a bonus. It's the best in-play fantasy app you'll ever play. Bar down. You have my scouts honor. There we go. I, know if, I, I like it, it for uh, like the, the night games where you just have that one game to focus on. You get exactly, a feel yeah. for it. It's great. Um, you know, like... I played a lot of daily stuff for the for those games, and it's just not the same. It's not as engaging. That was fun. I really do enjoy getting on hot streak for uh, for the night games. It's really it's, it's a lot of fun. I used to be big on FanDuel. Now it's just in play for me. I haven't played FanDuel at all this season. Jeez, yeah. Well, it's okay because I just normally donate money to DraftKings, uh, especially <laughs> with the captain mode. I can never figure out that. So better off on uh, hot streak. Absolutely. All right, so let's get to our rapid-fire topics. We got six for today, and we're going to start with a topic near and dear to Terry's heart, getting pounded. Uh, these two Cleveland Browns fans got into it this week. So, Terry, you have to tell us how well they fight here. I saw this already. Oh, I got it so good right now. I got it so good. Oh, yeah, let's go. Get it. Get it, Oh, they're they're terrible though. <laughs> yeah, it's the best the best fights are between terrible fighters. Okay, so this is my problem. You can stop it now, you it's over. So th- this is my problem with guys fighting at like Browns games and stuff, is that especially these two guys, is that they swing for the fences. Like they're yeah. all and all that is their chin is is like, hey, come punch me. It's always up in the air. You ever see a fighter Puts tucks everything in, yeah. tight, 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 and they don't get knocked out because of that. And so these what, guys are just all over the place. What martial art was that? That was beer. 
Okay, I was going to go with Bratwurst. So Bratwurst, it was definitely Bratwurst. There's a lot of Bratwurst in Cleveland. It's uh, but thing. even the guy that was on top of him and he was kind of like giving it to him, if he backed up just like a little bit, he would have had full range to just go bang, bang. Yeah. Connection made contact. No, for sure. The, I, I've been seeing this a lot with Cleveland Brown fans. There seems to be a lot of fights between their fans because some of their fans are convinced they're still <laughs> terrible and some are convinced <laughs> that they're going to win every Super Bowl for the next 10 years. Neither thing is true. Your team is fine. Just they're relax, good. go watch the game. They're just they're just a good team. They're, they're a good, just a good team. team. Enjoy they're fun winning to watch. 10, 11 games a year. Channel your Bills Mafia. That's, yeah, that's exactly. the fan. There Those you are go. the best fan base. Channel them. I'm a they Dolphins just, fan and I love Bills fans. Just there throw you yourself through a table. You don't have to punch anybody. Just do that and you're good. Have you seen what the Bills Mafia is doing with babies now? No. <laughs> so they have like a baby. And they do like the through the table, oh but God. it's like a little table that's made out of styrofoam. Okay. So they just go in and it, and it just breaks awesome. the table. It's actually pretty cute. Now I kind of want to see a baby yeah. get this shirt. <laughs> yeah, it's actually pretty cute. All right, Lucas Art. Uh, John Lucas will be joining the Los Angeles Lakers coaching staff and recounted a time on Instagram where someone who will be coaching of the name of, oh, you might know him, LeBron James, pulled this move on him. And the quote saying, oh, it just hit me that I'm going to be coaching the very man who jumped over me in an actual game. Guess he's going to be running laps in practice. <laughs> I like that. It's kind of lighthearted. Uh, whenever whenever ex-players get to coach LeBron, they always get asked about these experiences. Yeah, the guy's an athlete. The guy's a freak. It's going to happen. Um, did you see uh, – there was a graphic. I don't know if ESPN posted it or whoever it was, but like most buzzer beaters in, in, in NBA history. Is it LeBron now? Final? No, LeBron's LeBron has seven. I think Michael has nine. Okay. Right. So, um, but no, so it was LeBron. It was uh, Mike uh, MJ at nine, Kobe at eight. I think Joe Johnson for the Nets. That's also possible. Yeah. Eight. He's at eight, and then there's uh, somebody else. I forgot who. Another Hall of Famer, and then and LeBron at seven. But I was like Joe Johnson. Who the hell is this guy? Is he another yeah. Ken Bazemore? He was no, he was a spot-up shooter for a little while, and yeah, it makes sense because no one would cover him. So he played for Atlanta, right? Am I, am he I'm played sure. for everybody, but yeah, he okay, was, so he was in Atlanta, Atlanta for Atlanta. the longest time. Yeah, so I know him from Atlanta. I didn't know he played for most. The Nets. Mo- everyone does. I did, I forgot he was at the Nets. <laughs> All right, next. And Suns too, too sooner. Oklahoma Sooner uh, defensive back DJ Graham pulled this insane interception uh, this past weekend on Saturday. Fourth down and 18. Nebraska going for it. Martinez steps up. Throws. Oh, what an interception! Oh, my gosh! DJ Graham! Give me that, Odell! So... The The marching band makes it. It does. It's annoying for our listeners. Um, (laughs) This is the thing about that. The the first thing I noticed about this wasn't the play, wasn't the bad throw, wasn't the bad decision, it wasn't the score, it wasn't anything. Is that how is Gus Johnson on every single one of these fucking calls? He does seem to be, right? How is he on every single one of these great calls? He's like the Castellanos of uh, of making calls for sick catches. Yeah, exactly. He's unbelievable. He, I, Gus Johnson's the best. You can't go. Wrong. Yeah, for sure. If that, he's on a game, I'm watching. I saw the the comments too of like people like you got to bat that down. Sports. I'm like, no, man. You got to make a sick play. And also, you're beating the you're beating uh, Arkansas, who's never coming back on you. It's the fourth quarter. Make Nebra- a sick Nebraska. Rap. Nebraska. What's this? You're sorry. You're, you're beating Nebraska. Just just go beat them. Just go. You're, you're Oklahoma. It's fine. 
Just go in. Just go in. And the thing is, they're trying to get drafted, too. They're not trying exactly. to win games. Be the showcase. <laughs> go for it. All right. Tough crowd. Is there a harder audience to please than Kawhi Leonard and Paul George? They were at the Los Angeles Clippers, I guess, groundbreaking ceremony for, for the their new stadium. New stadium. Yeah. And uh, this is their reaction to a performance. <laughs> this party is it just the people that invested Inve- it's investors and, and paul george and Kawhi leonard i was gonna say why this band that's why <laughs> that's why i was like a that's the best entertainment you can get apparently steve Vollmer, come on secondly that's what happens when you have like you've been um hiding your face on zoom meetings for like a year and then have to show up in person all of a sudden your boss can see that you're not paying attention that's exactly what it felt like that's, that's exactly. exactly what it felt like oh, i'm so nervous to get back to work because i'm always on my phone during yeah, meetings but, oh, it, it's meetings have become <laughs> meetings in person have become terrible. I can I can assure you nobody's oh, paying yeah. attention to anybody. Zero. I have to put All my right. phone away. Bless you. Somebody stop me. Jalen Hurts off field attire looked like he may be posturing for a new position of actor in a, a remake of Jim Carrey's The Mask. Given that oh, everyone wow. is doing remakes nowadays, there's a possibility this could happen. Yeah. That is a fucking sick suit. And if they remake the mask. Jalen Hurts, let's do it. I I don't know who I would want it to be, but I would not. I don't want to see a remade mask. It has to oh. be Jim Carrey. I mean, it'll have yeah, because if they remake it, who they're gonna use? They're gonna use like Kevin Hart or something. Yeah, uh, would it be Kevin? I don't think Kevin Hart is that type of it's guy. It's gonna be someone I'm, who does physical comedy as well. So Kevin Hart's I'm not thinking bad. more like I'm thinking more like Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I feel but like he's too I'm trying pretty. to go something like like diversity inclusive. Is he sorry? That, that could work. I can see it. I can see that. T- Tiffany Haddish, maybe get a little, maybe get a girl it's in true, there. There we go. Lady mask. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Um, I just think that you got to pack two suits because if you lose the game, that can't be the. the that can't be the suit you're leaving. If you yeah, wear that, that to win, it's it's hot. You can be the it's man, great. the yellow, the yellow hat. Like you're all good. You can take yours, George, for a walk. You can't do it after the loss. Hello, beautiful suit. And last one here. Normally we end on something not sports related, but this was too good to pass up. Like a freight train coming your way. Have you ever been run over in a pregame shoot around? This guy has. Not by anyone, but again, by LeBron. Knockdown. Was that LeBron? Yeah. Oh, it was. Okay. I, I, was couldn't, like, I, I, I know you had said it, but I couldn't get a good look, so I, I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't recognize assume it. Uh, the first thing I thought of is if that is LeBron, you got to help these kids shoot. Not a single kid <laughs> made a basket until he dunked it on that kid. Maybe I've ben never Simmons seen a shooter on that bad, and I played maybe for was, a pretty terrible basketball team. Maybe it was Ben Simmons. <laughs> maybe Ben Simmons was the shooting coach. And that's it for this week, boys. Um, well, there we go. Um, first of all, anyone who enjoy what we do, uh, please support it by liking, subscribing, doing all that wonderful stuff because it helps us keep the content going for you. Uh, Terry, thank you for everything you've done. Special thank you to Mitch Gallo for joining us on the show. Eagle, thank you for everything you've done. And remember, goodbye. You've been listening to Hot Sauce Sports.